Johnny, the Angels beat the Yankees in a series, a three-game series, two games to one. What are you going to do next? I'm going to do some laps. <laughs> You're locked on with Mike and John, yes. and this is Locked On Angels. <laughs> you are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. John, are you there? John, there he is. <laughs> Now he's going to be out of breath all episode. Oh, man. Out of breath. (laughs) Hey, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can give us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can subscribe and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Vroom. With Vroom, you can buy a car entirely online and not have to run around the room. And you can have it delivered straight to you and never have to go to a dealership ever again. So the next time you buy a car, just grab your phone, go to vroom.com and check out thousands of great cars. Hey, we are so glad you decided to join us for this edition of Locked On Angels. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. And we are so excited that you made Locked On Angels your first listen of the day, where it's your team every day. And no doubt you tuned in because of the huge... As big as the A on my hat victory that the Angels (laughs) got against the Yankees last night. Man, it feels good to take that series. It feels good to see Shohei get the go-ahead home run. And Patrick Sandoval going pitch for pitch with Garrett Cole. Like I said, he needed to, Mike. Yeah, and you must have been really stoked because he's been your boy since day one. And that guy had an incredible game. Can I... Can I talk about him, and then we can we can talk about talk like, about the him really good I, stuff. I need to catch my breath here. Talk, go ahead and talk. You talk. I'm, <laughs> your, I'm your room is so small, and you're out of breath. Come on. <laughs> All right. Here's Sandy's stats: seven innings, three hits, two earned runs, seven Ks, only 82 pitches. John, so he probably could have gone one more inning, hey, but they took that? him out. His I know <laughs> it would have been great to see him do that, but his his overall ERA this season. 3.02. Here's an incredible stat that Matty V shared last night on the broadcast. Sandy has 51 career starts, mm-hmm. and last night was only the sixth time that he's received three runs of support or more. Good Johnny. grief. Isn't that incredible? It doesn't and, and surprise then, me. Here's here's his last seven starts. He's got a 2.63 ERA, 41 innings pitched, 40 Ks, but he's one in four. <laughs> Because we have not been able to get him any sort of run support. But last okay. night, all the run support came from one man. Does does Otani get a full point war if he actually yeah, no wins kidding. the game? Yeah. Because he's got he's to gotta get that. Talk about what Otani did last night, Otani Johnny. comes up and hits his 30th home run of the season, a three-run shot. And it was uh, kind of poetic, Mike, because the two runs that came across for Patrick Sandoval were issues uh, defensively. Uh, One Mm -hmm. was Matt Duffy got eight up at third and it went past him, so that was a double. And then there was one that just seemed to tail away from Mike Trout, and he didn't have a good route on it, but also it just seemed to float, 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 float away from Trout, and it was like, where's that ball going? So that allowed two runs to come across. But it was Garrett Cole who uh, had some issues with his defense, and that caused two runners to be on when Shohei Otani came up and Matty V just called it. Did he not just call it? He just called a three run bomb 
Also, I appreciated that he was saying how locked on Patrick Sandoval was. I was like, yes, yes, sir. Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> that was a wink. That was a wink and a nudge, right? Uh, so maybe Matty V, if you're listening, uh, you send us a DM. Let us know how you're yeah. doing. <laughs> Thank you, bro. I love Matty V called games. I just got to tell you, like. I, I want to see him call more games because he brings up stats that are great. He brings up little thoughts about players and, and maybe a little note here and a little note there. And there seems to be a really great camaraderie between him and Gooby. And so mm-hmm. what a great call last night on that Otani home run. He's just a fan, right? He's like, get out. He get did out it. You know, that stuff is so much fun. Speaking of notes, I mean, look, everybody has made Babe Ruth comparisons. No more Babe Ruth comparisons because Otani is in a league of his own. He's made yep. MLB history again. He's the yep. only player in MLB history. This came courtesy of Rhett Bollinger of MLB.com, our beat writer. 10 wins and 30 home runs in Unreal. the same season. Mike, sounds like MVP accolades to me. You smell that? Yeah. What smells like it? Smells like the MVP of the uh, 2022 Ooh, season, Johnny. Back-to-back <laughs> MVPs. Wow. Yeah. How about He's that? He's got to get it. He's got to get it. And and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But can we talk about your boy, the human glitch, Jimmy Herge? I mean, that guy me. came in. I... I was so I, I didn't even watch that. I was like peeking around the corner in our house. You know how our house is. We you didn't want to jinx it. Kitchen. Yeah. Oh man, I was just peeking around the corner. Then I was doing the the mic dance just in front of the TV. <laughs> and I, I don't I don't think that it was a bad way to go in not really pitching to Aaron Judge. And yeah. he threw a couple of great pitches to Giancarlo Stanton. And Stanton has a great eye. Mm-hmm. And and I was okay with that actually. I was like, you know what? Hey, put those guys on because I would rather go after the guys that came next. And and Herget did well, and and props to Matt Wise because we've kind of dogged on him this season, but this starting rotation and this bullpen, I think, are improving, and the numbers are showing that, and, and Matty Wise comes out, and Gooby was like, here's what he's saying to him. You have one pitch, and you're going to get out of this out of this jam, mm-hmm. and, and Herget had a strikeout, and then a pop out, and then a ground out, and, and it was just, it was really great to see him battle through all of that because he's not your prototypical closer. And I I was really impressed with how he handled himself last night. Yeah, got into a bit of trouble. But like you said, it made sense in the context of Judge and then Stanton. And then they got Ryan Tapera warming up. But I was like, oh, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, because yeah. Just Tapera, I mean, he can come in with a clean inning, but he is just not as clutch as some of right. these other relievers have been. I mean, Quijada right. had a great eighth inning. That guy is just a flamethrower. He loves the energy in the stadium. He loves the atmosphere and that he really thrives off of that. So it's great to see some great, Mike, you've talked, you we've talked about it. Great bullpen options. You have yeah. to look and see who you've got in your bullpen for next season. This is one of those situations where it just goes to show like th- this, the pitching has not been the problem this season. And no. I know Otani was all of the offense and I have to go back to Sandoval because you could see again, He's frustrated. He was cruising. And then those two runs came in and I tweeted. I said, this, this is a big moment for him. He's got to keep his cool, keep calm, just keep doing what he's doing because he was efficient. He was using all of his pitches. He was fooling guys, seven K's. And, and I mean, like you said, 80, 82 pitches and that's efficiency. It's not 110 by the fifth inning. Like we've seen in the past. So man, more of that Sandy, please. It's great to see him do that against a good team, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do down the road for us. I mean, he is a solid number two, number three. 
in, and honestly, like behind Otani, I think he's probably the next guy to go to, if not for Reed Detmers. I mean, gosh, I can't even rank them because they're all doing so well. So yeah. if we could just really su- supplement this starting rotation next season, I think we're going to be in really good shape for 2023. This has been Positive Talk with Jonathan about the Angels pitching staff. <laughs> Can you believe that we're talking positively about this staff? I I love that, Johnny, and I love that he was efficient, only two walks last night, and I, I think it was a good move to yank him and not have him go back out there for the eighth inning because I think he had probably exuded all of his energy on the mound to really Mm -hmm. fight through those innings. And so high five to him and high five to you for being a super Sandy fan since the very beginning, Johnny. Hey, coming up on Lockdown Angels, uh, do we have a rivalry with the Astros? We'll tell you what makes a team a rival. But first, Locked on Angels is brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Listen, when you're out hanging out with friends and having a few drinks, sometimes a few can become a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you say your goodbyes, you think of calling for a ride, but you decide against it because you think, I'm okay, I can make it home. It's not that far. But the truth is, Every single one of us knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are often tragic and deadly. However, that doesn't stop people from getting behind the wheel while they're under the influence. They have a couple drinks, they think they're fine. But that's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, please, please, please think again. Play it safe, plan ahead, get a ride. Call that Uber, call that Lyft, call that taxi, call a friend. They will take you home. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. So drive sober or get pulled over. All right, Johnny, we were able to see a really great series between the top two MVP candidates, Aaron Judge and Shohei Otani. And everybody knows about Otani's stats because you're locked on Angel fans and you love watching the team. But Aaron Judge is having a really good year. He's just a couple of of clicks under 300 for his batting average. He's got 51 home runs, 113 RBIs. John, I, I was looking at his stats while I was watching the game last mm-hmm. night. Uh, his next two RBIs will give him a career high in runs batted in. Wow. And the other thing that I thought was really interesting, and and I, I'd love your thoughts on this, uh, he he hasn't played a full season since his rookie year. And everybody mm. talks about how Trout hasn't played a full season since, like, what, 2016, maybe. And it's interesting that that same narrative isn't around Aaron Judge. He's been hurt. He's been out. But the guy puts up numbers, and I think mm-hmm. that what we're going to see in the future from future stars like a Judge and like a Trout is they're not going to play a full 162, maybe not even 152 games. They're going to be in the 130, 140 range, mm-hmm. and and Aaron Judge is probably going to land in that range at some point. But you and I, we, we were privileged to watch them. Angel fans were privileged to watch both of them. So we decided to have a conversation about the MVP race, <laughs> but the conversation is going to be based on bad Twitter takes because there have been some (laughs) awful takes on Twitter. And so this is going to be our version of roasting them. This is the worst, right? And so, Johnny, why don't you start us with the first Twitter take that you sent me because it's from somebody that everybody knows. Everyone knows. Can I just say really fast, 
as Angel fans and Otani fans, we understand that this is a very close race. It's it's so Absolutely. close, yeah. and and it's it's a competitive one. And for as many as everybody thought that Vladdy was was in contention, I mean, he didn't get a first place vote last season. Right. And Aaron Judge is having an even better season. But there's just like so we understand it's 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 a close race. Yes. But there's just some bad opinions out there. And as Locked On Angels, we would not be doing our due diligence until (laughs) we roast some of these bad Twitter takes. We've done the research. (laughs) Let's start with Mr. Michael K. If you're unfamiliar with Michael K., he is the voice of the Yes Network, the Yankee Games, and uh, uh, See Ya is his home run call. call. Yep, Uh, yep. But he says this, I've been covering baseball for 36 years, and the season Judge is having is one of the best I've ever seen. Never mind that Trout has had better ones. Uh, take him <laughs> off the Yankees, and they'd have trouble making the playoffs. Take off Otani from the Angels, and they would still be on the outside looking in. Most valuable? Eh, I don't really agree with that. Let me go to the second one here. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Otani is one of a kind generational talent. Might be the best overall player in the world. Isn't that the MVP? Uh, we might <laughs> never see what he's doing again. Doesn't mean he wins MVP over the judge, 44. That's judge's Twitter handle. Remember, Otani has not played an important game in two months. Well, that might be true, Mr. Michael K., but last night was a very important game, wasn't it? Yeah. And you lost to the Angels last night. Yeah. So, uh, look, this <laughs> this goes back to the importance of a team that is going to be in the playoffs. Have we not moved past this argument? How many MVPs in the 130-year history of Major League Baseball have had MVPs come from losing teams. Look, I don't want to have an MVP from a losing team, and we want to be in contention, and we want to be in the playoffs, of course. But that has never, not once, ever, in a single moment in MLB history, ever mattered to the most valuable player. And this this whole business of swapping Otani or taking him off the Angels and we're still bad untrue because remember that stretch of eight games where only Otani on the mound would get us a win right yes. <laughs> over the summer <laughs> yes. what's more valuable than that the man is literally the only time the Angels won so yep. yes the Angels would be horrible without Shohei Otani but it doesn't mean that if you took him off that it would impact them in the same way it would impact if the Yankees didn't have Judge. What does that say about the rest of your team, Michael K., that if you take Judge off this team, they're not as good? Yeah, that might be true, but at the same time, uh, I think that I would take DJ LeMahieu over over Jose Rojas. I (laughs) I would take some of these guys. Yeah. I would take some of these guys over some of the players that we've been running out there. So, right. No, I think you're going to be just fine without Aaron Judge. So I don't think that this argument is is very reasonable. Mike, why don't no. you read the next one? Yeah, this one is pretty ridiculous. Uh, you could look at war, which, you know, shows how valuable a player is to their team. And Judge beats Otani in it. But yeah, man, Otani pitches. Listen, Otani does pitch, and he does hit, and he Mm -hmm. did get us victories while we were terrible during the hot summer months of end of May, June, and July, and he's on the mound. And if he gets the win, shouldn't (laughs) he get a full point for war? (laughs) I mean, 
even last night, shouldn't he get a full point? Because he won the game for us yeah. last night. And you mentioned something that I thought was really interesting off air. Would yes. you would you talk about the how, how the points worked? And I think it was game one that I think Judge got more of a war than Otani did. And Otani ended up being on the winning team. Yeah, Judge got more, more war on Monday night. He got point two. I think Otani got point one. And the problem with war is it doesn't account for a player like Shohei Otani. Right. Now, last year we used war because that was an important stat between Vladdy Guerrero Jr. and Shohei. Yeah. And and Shohei's was significantly higher. Right now, Otani's war and Judge's war are very close. And the issue is that it doesn't take in what Shohei does as a two-way player. He gets penalized for being a DH. He gets penalized for not playing the field, which I think is a, a ridiculous thing yeah. because yeah. obviously you got to measure defense, but being a pitcher is defense. In fact, right. let me let me talk about this. This is another Twitter take here. He pitches once every fifth game. Judge plays every day and switches or switched between right field and center field. <laughs> Judge is also being walked intentionally while Otani isn't. Well, number one, uh, Otani has more intentional walks than judge this season, FYI. Zing. And number two, <laughs> let's let's talk about him in the field. Fangraphs has Aaron Judge at two defensive runs saved. Mike. Two. 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 Right? So, yep. okay, he's got two defensive yep. runs saved. He's worth that many defensive runs. If Shohei faces 500 batters and he's getting, uh, you know, an average against of 267 or something like that, doesn't that mean he's saving... 74% of runs. So, like he's keeping these guys off the me. base paths. Yeah. He's keeping them from scoring, but that's a that's a very elementary way of putting it and a very uh homer way of putting it. Sure. But uh, do you know our friend Kyle Kishimoto on Twitter? Yeah. Love Kyle that. Moto 10 is one of the best follows, especially if you're an Angels fan. He is one of the smartest people on Twitter, and this is what he had to say, and I even told him, so shout out to Kyle. Thank you for this. He said, Aaron Judge has two defensive runs saved in the field. Hey, I, I got that too. I'm the smartest guy. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. That's not, that's not true. <laughs> but listen to this. Shohei Otani has a 2.67 ERA in 128 innings, meaning he saved 19 runs compared to a league average pitcher. I honestly don't know who I'd vote for for MVP if the season ended today, but the judge is great in the field is a silly argument. So, yeah, 19 runs compared to the league average pitcher Wow, uh, Shohei has saved as a pitcher. So wow. the nonsense about, well, judge is a great defender and he went to right field to center field. Eh, you're wrong. <laughs> You're reaching. Then, yeah, you're reaching. That's really what I would I would say. You're reaching. And Johnny, could I just ask this question as we talked yeah. about war? What is it good for? Ah, <laughs> absolutely nothing. Well done, sir. Listen, here's 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 one last one that's that's really terrible. So you want to rename it the Otani Awards so he wins it every year. He, the, he pitches well and hits well. Yes, that's what we should do. Because <laughs> that's what's gonna happen? I mean, the guy just did something that not even Babe Ruth was Have able to him? do. He <laughs> did something that nobody has ever done. He has 11 wins and 30 home runs, and the season is not over yet, friends. And so mm -hmm. I know that we're homers. I'm going to admit that we're homers. 
<laughs> I think Aaron Judge is having an incredible year. And if he gets to 60 home runs, then yes, I think that this is going to be a very tight MVP race. And perhaps he gets it. And if he gets it, I'll celebrate that. Yeah, but I am in the category that Otani should be the MVP because he is doing things that nobody has ever done. And he's not just doing it in a mediocre, meh sort of way. He's doing it in a significant way changing the game, bringing the Angels wins, bringing the Angel back. This guy's the MVP, and and I I am confident that he should win it this season. The other thing about uh, renaming it the Otani Award, he's not going to win it every year if he doesn't pitch well and right. he doesn't hit well. And right. he's had seasons like that. 2018, when he first came over here, he pitched for half the season, he got hurt, and then he hit pretty well for the remainder of the season that's why he got rookie of the year that season and then I mean look he's he's had bad years 2020 he pitched two games couldn't get out of the beginning of the game he had like an inning and a third I think (laughs) that whole year yeah this is not because he hits and pitches it's because he hits and pitches at an elite level like nobody else has yep yes exactly and now he's making even more history and that's why we think these arguments are ridiculous Shohei's got to win this MVP I think it's uh I think it's much closer than the media would have you believe Johnny, Friday, uh, the Angels will start a series against the Astros, and mm-hmm. that's going to be that's going to be huge. One of the questions that we are asking about this series and asking about the Angels and the Astros is this: Is it a rivalry? Are, are mm. they are they rivals? Right? And so we we did some um, deep thoughts about this, some prayer and yes. meditation, and and we came <laughs> up with came up with a couple of thoughts about what a rivalry really is. So. A rivalry is you're battling for the same thing, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're going after the same thing. The AOS, AL West, the yeah. ALDS, the ALCS, the World Series, you're going after the same thing. Second, you've battled for a few seasons. This isn't a one-and-done thing. This is like, man, we played them, and then they played us. For you SoCal fans, it was like when the Sacramento Kings were playing the LA Lakers for the <laughs> early 2000s, like every year, right? It was yes. back and forth. Then the same thing with the Portland Trailblazers, back and forth every single year. And the reason why the Lakers and the Clippers aren't really rivals is because they haven't really battled against each other for a few Mm -hmm. seasons and they're not really chasing after the same thing because when one has been good the other hasn't been good and so the last thing I think is really important for a rivalry is you got to have animosity (laughs) I don't know there's got to be some hate right you you got to cut a promo on them in front of the media (laughs) right I need you to drop a couple of we're gonna we're gonna see you and we're mad at you right like I want to see that I, I I think that that defines a rivalry so Johnny let me throw it to you are the Angels and the Astros Rivals. Oh, man. Until the Angels can actually be good and put a good product on the field, I don't think it's a rivalry right now. I think the Astros are not just out of our league, but I feel like they're out of the entire American League West's league. They are more concerned with their rivalry with the Yankees. Yeah. They'll likely face off in the playoffs, and, and there are just much more competitive teams. I mean, there's there's the uh, the Rays, there's the Blue Jays, there's a lot of tough teams out there. And so right now, it, it doesn't feel like a rivalry. I, I think that while we faced them really well at the beginning of this season, when our team 
was playing well and our team was doing good. I mean, we we had the uh, season series split, I think, at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, you know, we opened against them and then we went to them and we won that series. We lost the first series. But I, I think that until we can continue to be competitive with the Astros, it's not a rivalry right now. And I think that uh, it means a lot for us to beat them in the same way it means a lot for us to win that series against the Yankees in the way that we did. And it was spectacular fashion. So it's just, to me, I don't think it's quite a rivalry until the Angels can put a good product on the field. I will say this, though. The Astros fans were very defensive over the cheating scandal and things like that. But they have moved down in the... Uh, the annoyance factor for me uh-huh. because I know where it's coming. the Mariners, the Mariners <laughs> fans yes. are unbearable this season. And, yeah. and I know some, I know some nice friendly Mariners fans and they're, they're peaceful just like the Pacific Northwest. They're yeah. like the ocean on the, yeah. on the rocks of Washington. <sighs> but some of these fans of the Seattle Mariners are still have bruised egos over what happened during the fight. Yeah. And, and it just drives me insane that they, they have this huge chip on their shoulder. It's like, you guys have a good team. What in the world is your problem? And, and every chance that they get they're they're poking fun or they're, they're poking holes in the angel system and da, 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 da. And I'm like, be concerned with your own team. Like, right. What, right. What did the angels ever do to you? Here's, here's the facts, Mike. And let me just put this out there. So, uh, let me rant if I can go for it. The angels went up North and the clubhouse, uh, person who muds up the balls, yes. the baseballs before the game, apparently didn't do them evenly because Michael Lorenzen had a very terrible game. Robbie Ray had a spectacular game somehow. Michael Lorenzen had no control over the baseball. He complained about it after the game. Ryan Tapera came in. He got muddy balls that weren't mudded up correctly. And so he was, remember, he was throwing them yeah. back to the umpire? Yeah. So the clubhouse attendant for the Mariners is at fault for not doing this correctly. In fact, MLB had to put out a statement to all the teams saying, hey, make sure you're following this process. And it was because of the Mariners. And then remember that ball got away and hit Justin Upton in the head, in the head. Yeah. And everybody got upset about that. The angels were trying to hit Justin up. They like him. (laughs) They like Justin Upton. He's just their teammate two months before that. Right. And then the third thing is they threw up and into trout twice, this youngster guy. And Obviously, the first time, okay, you can let that go. And then they do it again, so Trout gets upset. And it's like, dude, if you can't throw up and in without almost hitting somebody in the head, then stop trying. So you want to talk about why Phil Nevin did what he did? It's because you kept throwing at Mike Trout's head. You didn't muddy the balls correctly. And so learn to muddy your balls, Mr. (laughs) Uh, Seattle clubhouse (laughs) attendant guy. Uh, go to ball muddying school for all I care. <laughs> so that. just want to set the record straight <laughs> for why this became such a thing this season. Yeah. Plus they're good. And yep. it, it, for me at the beginning of the season as a rival, I'm like, Oh, it's kind of cool to see the Mariners do well. I yeah. mean, back before the cheating scandal and the Astros were good in 2015, I was like, Oh, this is great for baseball, a new team entering the fray. And then you find out they cheated. And right. then the Mariners are a great team and they're, getting into uh, playoff contention. But then their fans are just awful, yeah. just awful. And you can't talk about them without them getting all worked up and, and everything. <laughs> it's like, guys, chill out. You live on the Pacific Northwest. There's there's plenty of, of 
weed stations around the <laughs> around the block. You need to take Seattle. a soak and take, take a, a smoke. Pill. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you brought up a really great point, and I think it adds to what makes a rival. You root against the team whether you're playing them or not. That makes mm-hmm. a rival, right? And so the Angels A's, there's always a rivalry there, especially early 2000s. And now with the yes. Mariners, there's always a rivalry there. And so you root against those teams, and that's what makes a rival. Now, we probably would lean in the direction of rooting against the Astros, but what you brought up is a really great point. The Angels got to do their job. They have to be Mm -hmm. in competition. They have to be up at the top of the division. And when we are actually playing meaningful games in the month of August and September, then we can actually say, okay, they're starting to become a rival because we're battling Mm -hmm. for those same spots. We're battling for the division lead and the championship. And so I think that those are keys to rivalry. So I would agree with you that the Angels and Astros are not rivals until the Angels actually do something to be competitive and successful in their seasons. Absolutely. And and to be honest, I've said this before on the podcast, I'll never punch down especially when the Angels are are good or at the beginning of the season. Yeah. I don't punch down on people that are down on their luck. Now, if somebody says something ridiculous on Twitter, I'll call them out and I'll make fun of them. Sure. Of course, that's what Twitter's for. <laughs> <laughs> but I, will, I won't start the beef, but I'll end the beef. I'll cook it up in the frying pan and serve it to you, you know, cold. <laughs> and that's how it goes. Yes. That's what you got to do. Well, thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. It's an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. Local team experts from the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's my boy right there, Mr. George (laughs) Kittle, baby. Johnny, you're muted. muted. That's my boy right there. I got so excited. Yes. We're talking about football, Mike. For those those on the audio side, they're not going to know what we're talking about. Johnny has his George Kittle San Francisco 49er jersey. And so, quite honestly, we could do Locked On Angels, and we could also do Locked On 49ers, and we would nah, crush those it. Guys, those guys got it. They crush they it. Do, they do a great job. <laughs> I didn't realize until I held my uh, jersey up that my camera's flipped, so I'll fix that. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure you give us a follow on Twitter at Locked On Angels and connect with Mike and I on Twitter and Instagram at Super Halo Bros. We'd love to hear from you. Any thoughts that you have about today's episode, rivalries, things like that, we'd love to hear from you. We always do our best to interact with you. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? Let's talk about Fletch, baby, baby. and where he should be in the lineup. We've got some ideas and we'll share them with you tomorrow on Locked On Angels. A little lineup construction. I love it. Well, until yes. then, we will see you on Friday. Mike. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. We hope you'll come back tomorrow for more Locked On Angels.